running around here smacking folks up at the Oscars for talking about his bald head wife. We still waiting on you to smack the agent that put you in them badass movies like the Wild Wild West and Hitch. Yeah, what's up with your hair? You look like K-Fed with alopecia. Will's career might be looking like it's in trouble, but Jada's look like it's going to be bouncing back. I heard all kind of people reaching out to her to be their spokesperson, like Rogaine and Hair Club for Men. Yeah, what product do you use? Chicken grease or Crisco? And I just heard McDonald's is about to pick up a new Jada Pickett Smith combo. Comes with fries with no salt, pop with no ice, and just a plain beef patty, no bun. Yeah, and if your braids were any tighter, your eyebrows would be covering that ball spot on the top of your head. my hair out of your fucking mouth. No bullshit. No bullshit. Colby, let's just end breaking news. Dub or bullshit? Dub or bullshit? No bullshit! Ladies and gentlemen, the star of your program, Charlie LaDuff! Oh, oh shit! Dude, you okay? I'm only acting. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> One thing that was not rehearsed and it was the best part. How'd that work? Right. <laughs> Thank you very much. Welcome, man. Welcome. Oh, shit. I think I fucked my name. I told you. I told you. Oh, I, just, I just turned 56 years old. Happy birthday. Thank you. Another... Uh, Another trip around the sun, and I gotta be taking Pratt Falls and get a click here. <laughs> yeah, right. Share, 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 so we can save Charlie's life. Fuck Jimmy Kimmel, man. <laughs> Hi, Karen. Hey, Charlie. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, let me just get right to it here. Let me let me just bring a word from our underwriters. What are we gonna do with uh, ADR here? Um, talk thing. about how great they Aren't are. You're gonna be playing that theme music. Oh, you want to go back to oh, that? Oh, fucking guy. Oh, <laughs> just go over here. <laughs> oh, I had to get some ibuprofen in the studio. Where's my glasses? <laughs> Look, I broke them. Oh, my femur. <laughs> Look, it's really simple, people. ADR Consultants, the one you call when you need to get something done right on time and on budget. If you're an investor who can't get straight answers, about whether your assets are properly registered, you call ADR. You have issues with city zoning and certification, you call ADR. You're trying to get something remodeled need permits, you call ADR. Construction, deconstruction, demo, rehab, project management, IT solutions, they do it all. Get it done the right way, as it should be done without excuses. Ethical, honest, smart, and discreet. Call Barry Ellen Tuck for a free consultation. Write this down, 248-318-9424, or you can... 
go back and get that number on YouTube. <laughs> you can look at it on Odyssey. You can look at it on Facebook here. If you're listening and didn't see Red, beautiful oh. intro, oh. they'll be posted as well. I, and, and I give you big props for doing that, that, that read right there with some breath after that fall. <laughs> it works out. You're in that, pretty good shape, Charlie. Right. I mean, for a man your age to fall down the stairs and go right into the show seamlessly, flawlessly, that's pretty good. You know what they say about us mulattoes? <laughs> we don't die, we multiply. <laughs> that was pretty good, though, because remember, we had Hollywood's number one stuntman on before, a personal friend of mine, Johnny Chenetiempo. And I'm supposed to be going out to New York, but COVID hit to do, he's going to get me some stuntman work. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's fact. Well, that can be your audition. You just you you made it. Did I nail that? You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very you nailed it. It's very very narrow there. Anyway, let's move on here. Uh, we got some uh, theme music here. Yeah, that's it. Let's let that play a second because it's hip. As I tell you every week, don't do it alone. Get a strategy. Quick, somebody. What's the market done this week? An investment. What's the LIBOR done? With a LIBOR, What's wow. the yield on the long-term bond? You don't notice. You don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm call Luke. You earn the money. Luke manages the money, and he tailors it to your personal needs, your risk, appetite, and your goals. Don't just get into one of those funds where 10 million people are going to lose the same amount of money in the next five minutes. Or, you know. Make the same amount of money. Whether you are looking for annuities, individual retirement accounts, college savings, make the call now. Our good friend here in the program, Luke Nowacki, at 248-663-4748. That is 248-663-4748. Stay with us, folks. We've got a big, big show. I'm just fucking killing time here. Plus, a word from our good friends. But I think I broke something. <laughs> it definitely got your uh, I'm kidding. That shit don't even hurt, Karen. I'm playing a three-digit this week. Taurus, get your ass up and get somewhere. Because if I see you sitting there in the Ukraine in one of these, he's in the Ukraine, but he looks like he's yeah, he looks like he's in a Russian you know bathhouse at fucking Highland Park. He's like he's on uh, Oakman Boulevard over here waiting for the steak and a happy ending. He's in Ukraine. Get he moving. Looks, he's get moving. He looks the most comfortable out of all of us. Jeez. All right. <laughs> Listen, our good friends at Hall Financial want you to know it's uh, never too late, and it certainly is the time to be thinking about that mortgage. And don't take it from me. Take it from my good friend, David Hall himself, who you can reach him at 866-CALL-HALL or callhallfirst.com. Hi, I'm David Hall from Hall Financial. Choosing between a 15 or 30 year mortgage can be difficult, which is why we offer the modern mortgage, a flexible term that's customized for you. 866-CALL-HALL or chat with us online at callhallfirst.com. That's a good man. I just did that, Dave. <laughs> Get with it. He's repeating. Don't yell at the underwriters. And finally, very dear friend of the show, the greatest restaurant in the entire state of confusion, American Coney Island. You don't believe me. It's well known. The symbiotic yet competitive relationship between American Coney Island located at um, Michigan Avenue and Lafayette Boulevard, right in the heart of downtown, and tucked away behind him, you can you can find it by the smell. Is Lafayette, <laughs> but it's all good natured. They love each other. It's been that way for nearly a hundred years. After Gus Caro's brother opened up Lafayette ten years later, let's just get that straight. But this is Ali, one of the principal owners. 
of Lafayette Coney Island, this is legitimate, who's leaving a love letter to the staff of American. Uh, let's don't take my word for it. Take Ali, Ali singing the praises again. I, 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 I do this. Sing the praises of America, Tony. Now, go ahead, Mark. Oh, the person I fuck, I fuck you, you fuck ass, motherfucker, chunky ass. I want to fuck your wife, I want to fuck your daughter, I want to fuck your son, your grandson, your granddaughter, your mama, your father, your father-in-law, your mother-in-law, all the family, I want to fuck him up. Call me up, motherfucker, talk to me, I'm skin-shaped, I talk to you, stand up at this, motherfucker, bring the family, I fuck him up. I got good crew. You want to fuck you up, everybody, good young people. Under twenty and up, you will fuck your mama. I fuck everybody in the house. You son of a bitch. Your mama suck my dick and you suck my dick all night and all day long. You motherfucker! Karen. I want to see you. If you want to come see me? For sure. Call the location. I want to fuck you up. Call the location. You fat, stinky ass motherfucker. You son of a bitch. Your mama CC. You CC every CC motherfucker. What? All <laughs> that over some chili dogs. I swear. And he forgot to say it's a hundred-year-old family recipe. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my God. So don't take Kelly, our word for it. Can I just throw a venture out for two seconds and wish a happy anniversary to PG and her husband? Uh, they're regular listeners and they ask if we could wish them a happy anniversary. Consider it done. Cheers. <laughs> many more. Many more. Not the easiest thing in the world, being married and the best thing there is. <laughs> Lord no. Right? Okay, so. We gotta get that studio finished, right? So we can be moving this bitch, this show to two days a week, like we've been telling everybody. Because Chris Rock, Will Smith, everybody talk about it, and it's Friday, but we we got away. And because I was thinking, you know, who who could we get on this program, Karen, to talk about the entertainment industry, talk about being a comedian? And I'm I'm like, holy shit, he's <laughs> one of the family. We got Red. So it's later in the, in the process. We're six days in, but if I might, this is what I'm thinking. Can you get your mind? Not at all. Okay. Set it up this way. Now the hand ringing over the slap has become so ridiculous that mm -hmm. even OJ Simpson is dispensing anger management advice via Twitter quite naturally. <laughs> now this thing has gone beyond the now customary 24 hour news cycle. And seems to have passed Ukraine as a more important story in America. Ukraine. Yeah. Now, I don't understand all the deep thinking and hand-wringing and you know, missives and philosophies on this thing. Basically, Will Smith snapped. He had a meltdown and bitch-slapped Chris Rock. That's all. That's what happens in regular America. Yeah. The difference between Will, Will Smith, the king of Hollywood... And Will Smith, the fresh prince of West Philly, is King Will, pissed on the Persian carpet of glamour, the world's most exclusive event with 17 million people watching live. He took a dump on his own statue at Rushmore. There is no excuse for violence, of course, and this isn't one, and you always have to say that, but it is what it is. Let's do this. Let's take Smith's life as an instruction on the poison of fame. If you want to be real... Don't live in the land of make-believe. If you climb for something higher, expect a severe case of vertigo. And remember, the audience truly only comes at a circus to see the trapeze artist fall. Yeah. The walk of fame is littered with their names. Will Smith is undoubtedly a talented man. 
but he is a man from a very ordinary place. The climb from the sidewalks of Philly to a Barca lounger front row center at the Academy Awards takes talent. And this talent includes naked ambition and the high art of human manipulation. Fame's a nasty business and the guileless don't often get there. So Will Smith arrived. He thrived. He makes millions. He has millions of followers. Then comes the tipping point. The audience becomes bored. They continue to talk, but not the way he wants. As is the way of Hollywood, many A-listers, when this happens, turn to self-help gurus and fringe religions mm -hmm. to navigate the internal divide of what they are and what they want you to see. They call the paparazzi to remind people they're still relevant. They do things to stay on top, things they would never do in Philadelphia. Smith cried on his wife's podcast, exposing their most intimate bedroom habits. He even said, I had a public perception of our relationship that I wanted to project. What up, brother? Perhaps Will Smith thought the Facebook confessional would deliver some love and admiration, rekindle the old good feelings, put him back on top of Rushmore. But what it really did was make him the top meme of 2020 and the butt of a thousand jokes. And now comes his infamous Oscar meltdown in 2022, triggered by a lame joke, let's face it, by Chris Rock about his wife's shaved head. Some people applauded Smith for standing up for his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, though it didn't look to me like she needed any protecting. The Academy now says it asked Smith to leave after he smacked Rock, but he refused. And now the Academy is accused of lying. And now you get into the whole Hollywood bullshit. Moments later... Regardless, the audience gave Smith a standing O as best actor. The moral bankruptcy here is shocking, but shouldn't be surprising. The famous are subsumed by the incredible wanting of wanting. I've seen it during my time in Hollywood. I've been to the Vanity Fair party, and I've seen it in news newsrooms in Manhattan and newsrooms in Detroit. And of course, you've seen it too. The fawning news personalities who suck up to the powerful and corrupt, which in turn makes the fawning news personalities powerful and corrupt. Until one predictable day, it all comes crashing to shore. Surf's up, surf's up, Como brothers. So Smith has apologized, and that's something, I suppose. But I can't help think it's open season on comedians and free speakers. For his part, Chris Rock shouldn't take days or weeks to process things like he said in Boston the other night. He needs to say something now. The funny man needs to find it in himself to lead a society splintering at its edges. As for Smith, he might consider taking the Academy's advice and just walk away. It worked for Sean Penn. And then again, maybe Smith should do nothing. This is America after all. To paraphrase Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Hollywood good guy turned bad guy turned good guy again, understands the fickle nature of American fame better than anyone I've ever met. Will, you'll be back. <laughs> am, I, am I wrong here? Man? No, no, not at all. Red? Wow. It's, it's, it, you know, right now it's just, it's a shock which really it shouldn't be. People are people. He'll be back. You just need to take a back seat. Be quiet. Chris, you, you do need to say something because uh, this was going on already. 
this just put it on a real level. Comedy been under attack for the last 10 years, this PC thing and what we can, can't say, who we can offend, can't offend. Now it's just and got physical. And quite frankly, I'm going to be honest, I don't know too many of my co-peers that's going to just get slapped to tell a joke. Comedy's supposed to be about humor. If you don't like it, don't laugh. Is there something heroic in Chris Rock sucking it up and not retaliating? Because I tell you what, man, I... It's not in me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking deck the guy. Yeah. Did you see his, but did you just notice his right hand? He kind of clenched his fist a little bit, and I think he caught himself. I mean, I think he had a brief reminder of where he was and why he was there, unlike Will Smith. I mean, that wasn't the place for that. Why not do like everybody else and take it to the after party or outside? That was just, it was inappropriate. But, you know, I'm kind of taken aback by the consumption that everybody has with this. I mean, we've been talking about it forever. These are two very wealthy, accomplished, um, you know, entertainers. I just like, it, it, it doesn't impact our lives in right. any capacity. Why are we so consumed with it? I, I say this to me, it's like two millionaires had a one-sided slap boxing match and it's over. I mean, it's, yep. it's the Oscars is trying to come out, say they self and how they look. The people in Hollywood need to kind of be ashamed of themselves because I'm going to say it like nobody or a few people have said it, but it ain't being heard. What Will Smith did was assault. Bottom line. Chris Rock didn't break the law. He had a right to freedom of speech. He cracked a bad joke. You don't like it. Don't laugh. But once you touch somebody, now we breaking the law. Nobody's really had put the aspect on that. He broke but, the law. They're applauding but, assault. But Jada Pinkett started kind of smirking or smiling after he hit him. So, you know, I, I, I call it highly weird. You know, these people thrive on attention and opportunity and, and the whole nine yards. Who knows why or what this happened? You know, every day there's something new that comes up and comes out. But at the end of the day, we're still paying almost $5 a gallon for gas. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right. Well, Chris Rock tickets at minimum is 300 bucks a ticket. No, now. they're $900 in some markets, Brett. They have just zoomed off the charts. So, you know, who, who, who knows? I mean, you know, I was talking to a, a road worker, black man. It's important to say that because he was saying to me and you, Red, that it was shocking to him because, because Will Smith, as a black man, is like Mount Rushmore. Like yeah. he's he's the epitome of what a black guy should project. Everyone right? loves him. He's yeah. he's famous. Not everyone he just won the Oscar. Oscar. He's the yeah. he's the Sidney Poitier of the. No. He's replacing well, most people like Denzel. No, he's very no, Charlie. No. Wait, wait, Karen. I, I don't think it's appropriate for you to yell over no the feelings of, of a black he, man that I talked to. His best role was in Fresh Prince. <laughs> See, look at look at look at Karen doing the Jada Pinkett Smith to me. <laughs> no, no, hey, Red, could no, you slap Charlie for yeah, me? Hey, I, well, I kind of already did. We ran it at the beginning of the show. You can go on YouTube if you're listening. Watch it. It was pretty good. It's good. I, I, I'm going to say this. He is very accomplished. He's multi-talented. He started out as a rap star, and he I didn't like him as an actor. He grew. He matured. He got a lot better. You had the biggest night of your life. I said it. I really don't think he was paying attention to the joke. He just really wanted to get to his award. Like, okay, can we roll this on? Aha, really not funny. Let's go. And then he laughed just listening and looked over there and saw that Carilla DeVille look on Jada Pickett's face. And now it's like, okay, 
I'm going to have to do something because I'm going to have to hear this in the car ride home. In the limo, I'm not going to be able to enjoy that. Okay, let me go slap it. And it, in retrospect, it was a mini meltdown. He's tired. He's had years of ridicule, like you said, being at the round table, exposing personal life. The butt of many, many jokes. Let's not forget, Jada Pickett had an affair that went public. It made him, made him sit on a podcast and roll her eyes at his face then. So, yeah. I mean, it's fair to say, uh, again, I, I don't really deal in this. You all know the program, but it's a cultural moment, I suppose. And they, the point is, they made everything about their lives public. Right. For what reason? Really? Exactly. I'm, really? Exactly. I, I know what the reason is. Ha, haven't been out there. You do it on purpose to stay on top. The hardest thing to do is to walk away. I know it in a, in a mini way, a, a mini, mini way. It's not really interesting and cool for people to pick on you, post about you, film you, right? Dog right. you, make shit up about you, beat Charlie, you that's up. that's happened to you. Uh, uh, yeah, that's yeah, happened, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, beat it's been at a different level, but that's happened to you. That's happened to me. I mean, anytime, regardless of the degree of, of public attention that you have, you are entitled to scrutiny. Once you decide to be a public figure in any capacity, that's part of the deal. Mm -hmm. Like you can't get, you know, I see some, you know, public people around here complaining about people making criticisms on Twitter. Get over it. That's part of the package. Right. When you put yourself out there, then you expect it. It's just bottom line. It's like, no, it, whether it's TV, movies, internet, radio, once you decide to step into the light, that means that you take everything that comes with that in the pursuit of your goal or what you're trying to do. And in this day and age, everybody is a mini will. Yeah. Everybody now got social media. Everyone has their 15 minutes now. Everybody yes. gets angry. Yeah. Right? Everybody says shit they shouldn't say. So I'm willing to cut a break because I know the incredible wanting of wanting. But having said that, the smoother move would have been if he was really upset. If he had caught himself, get up and walk out sure. at your moment. Excuse yourself. I was wrong. I need to, I need to leave. It wouldn't be the first joint I got kicked out of. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just go. Yeah, but then he would have had to explain to Jada, you know, she probably in the limo. Why you didn't she do that? You walked out. She yeah. doesn't care. But you know what? For a second, I thought, what am I watching? Something on Mac and Bewick? Like, what is happening I, here? I thought it was an episode of a Real Housewives show. That's, you know, because women smack each other. I was really surprised scripted, you gave scripted us. reality. Oh, That's man. what we were watching. <laughs> scripted reality. Yeah, but so. in, in this one, this was no World Stop Hip Hop. World Star Hip Hop, because because nobody was pulling her weave out. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll say this: best dressed oh, people for Charlie. a fight I've seen yet. <laughs> well, the weird thing to me, and you addressed it in your rant, is that it, it, okay? It's a nice diversion from and Karen. You mentioned you know the gas prices, all the the trials and tribulations in someone's life. It's a nice distraction, but oh my god, the think pieces of you know the psychological everyone's psychologically breaking down will smith and give me a little bit of this if you i'm sorry listener because i'm really not going to prep like that like what what kind oh. of ridiculous shit is out there oh just i mean everybody's writing about uh, will smith's mental illness or is he triggered and the, a power imbalance um the racial aspect to it and it's like to me it's it's two multimillionaires that most people really like they're not terribly controversial and one guy lost his mind, kind of an asshole, and yeah. slapped another guy. 
The more serious thing to me is the most is glamorous want... moment in the world. Right. Yeah. The setting makes. I mean, the setting makes it. Look, maybe I'm a bad person because I was entertained by it. Does that make me a bad person? I, I mean, I mean, I like to watch people get tased. Don't mean it's right. At, no, it's you, absolutely. It's, absolutely. Only when they running from the police. But what I what needs to be addressed, and and he spoke to this. Chris Rock being in the position he's in, representing the comedy community, yeah. needs to come out and speak on this because this is an attack now on freedom of speech. This is taking PC to that next level. And <laughs> this has been going on on a smaller level yep. over the last few years, and it just ain't been coming out. There's been several attacks on comics from the crowd members. But nice from a communication to... standpoint, Red, he can do that in the appropriate time. But right now he's on tour. So whatever it is that people think that they want to hear from him, they're going to buy a ticket to hear from. It would be counterproductive um, for him to, you know, do an interview or say anything right now, because that takes away from what people believe they can find in this show. I, I'd say Chris Rock's a really funny man, maybe the funniest of his generation. You know, we're talking about funniest. Easily, easily top five. Mount, yeah. Mount Rushmore. Mm -hmm. Well, easily topped three. Okay. I mean, shit. I, okay. Yeah. He can't, he can't find it in himself, number one, to say something. Right? So you're not like, you're, you're the court jester. You're not, you're not the king. And I don't think he ever pretends to be, but we need you to be right now. Red's telling, making a really good point. At some point, you got to find it within yourself to seize the moment and push the culture forward, yeah. right? It can't be open season. If it's yeah. open season on red, then it's open season on me. And if it's open season on me, it's open season on my daughter. And where is it? So how good are you? Chris is on tour, right? Yeah. Five days, six days later, he comes out of hiding. And he's got nothing. So it revealed something about comedy to me. It's all rehearsed. It's all workshopped. All of these specials you see, Red, you, you would know oh, yeah. better. How it must take months to pretend like you're off the rip. Well, well, an hour and a half is worked over six months. A lot of people think they watch Netflix, this guy just sit up and wrote this. No, it takes working that material, working it in different areas, going to different clubs, piecing it and perfecting it. And then in the end, six months later, you're doing an hour and a half Netflix special. <laughs> So that's a part of the tour, and all of that is combined in there. They prep for all this. It's, it's work that goes into that. He's at this point, and I feel what you're saying, Karen, but it, it still comes back to Hollywood applauded it. Yeah, He hasn't responded. And if you look at it to his basis, let's go past jokes, reporters, comedians. Let's go to that's really an attack on freedom of speech. I don't like what you said, so I'm going to physically assault you. We can't look, applaud look that. Look at them not letting Kanye come to the Grammys because they think he may do something. Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. Most definitely. But in the end, that's their choice. That's their show. They didn't hit Kanye, though. No. They didn't put their hands on him. They, you know, said, hey, we don't want to take a chance on what you may do. Now, let's go back to that. Okay. Other people on Mount Rushmore, Kanye West, Dave Chappelle. Are these guys nuts? Like everybody likes to say Kanye's nuts, but you know what he does? He pulls in, he pulls out. Yeah. He pulls in, he pulls out. And I mean in culture. 
You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I want to talk about his bedroom yeah, habit. Not every I don't, I don't want to know about not that. every Instagram right. star. Dave Chappelle, he goes off to Africa. He leaves fifty million behind, and he's a lunatic. Or is Dave Chappelle? He's a genius. Is he? Is he? Is he a man's man? Is he a woman's man? Yeah, Be, like I, I'm out. Like mental yeah. health. I'm out. Like, is he a I nut? I think they're. They I called him a nut. They're, 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 I think I think they are genius. That's the thing. I mean, from a business standpoint, I mean, they understand yeah. the landscape um, where they're of their industry, and they also are trying to function with some degree of integrity based on what they believe. That I mean, part you know, I believe, they, but they I don't think uncovered a whole lot about you know Hollywood and the industry. I, I disagree. And how I disagree. I disagree. I agree with the second part, which is okay. a man of integrity, but it, he's not a business genius. The guy himself would tell you, and I can tell you, you walk away from that big money, you're not really expecting to get it back. You're not really expecting a call. And Dave Chappelle was cool with that. Because he really wanted to create. He never was looking at to get the big payday, then give up creative rights, then have to go through this over-the-shoulder over thing. Cause yeah, he, he gave up the, the payday. Yeah, he gave up the payday because he wanted to be more genuine to be in a stand-up comic. Not for him because he's who he is. He was able to bounce back. We see what he's done. Took 10 that. years. Took 10 years. But he knows. You you may never see Dave Chappelle have us a meltdown. Well, Will Smith had a meltdown. Correct me if I'm wrong. Dave um, also wanted to step away because he thought his comedy was being misconstrued and people were seeing it. If, you know, the meaning behind it was different than what he meant it to be, uh, particularly that, that famous pixie sketch that he did, um, which, which, yeah, I can understand if your art is misinterpreted. But I thought what you said in the rant, Charlie, was really interesting, this whole idea about it being um, open season on comedians and free thinkers. And, and it, it seems to me that there's this movement to make everybody say the right thing, think the right way, do this, do that, and trying to change what people think as opposed to accepting or maybe thinking about how you react to things. You know, you can't change other people. You have to figure out how to react to things if you're triggered and walking up to another guy and smack him on his face is bullshit. I, it's just, it's wrong. I even, you know, just preparing this talk with my daughter last night, right? Like, you know, it was like, um, see trans people. Yeah. Day. Right. Yeah. And then the president's out talking about the spike in violence on transgender women of color. Yes. And in his own speech, he says 46 of them were murdered last year. Yeah. And this was on Tucker Carlson. My, my daughter, who's like, I'd like to punch him in the face. She's never watched Tucker Carlson in her life. <laughs> he made an interesting point about 1.4 million people in America identify as transgender and 46 were murdered. And a lot of them you can find at Six Mile and Woodward. Like you live a life that is not healthy. The people that get murdered that are transgender. Yeah, the violence is a little disproportionate. So absolutely, you be who you want. You tell me who you are. And I'm there. That's, I don't, you're right. But having said that, if you do the math, that means like something like four out of every 100,000 transgender people in America were murdered last year. In America last year, the average American was 16 out of 100,000. And in Detroit, it was 45 out of 100,000. So yes, let's talk about the rights and the lives and the 
hopes we have for all human beings. But don't tell me that's all I'm thinking about while you ignore, you know what I'm saying? Right. The, the deep problems. And I'm even afraid to even speak on it. You get what I'm saying? Well, is is the PC and council culture? It's like it has taken over, and I, it's it's hiding the shit that's right. We you, really need fixed. You can't fix a problem that you can't talk about. Let's let's just say this, nicely and then said, nicely said. You cannot. I don't know how everybody else was raised, but I was always raised. If you don't like what you hear, just don't listen, <laughs> or voice your opinion and agree to disagree. When did Isn't we... that supposed to be what America's based on? You know, this whole diversity thing. We all have the right to say and think what we feel um, as long as it is not. And, and I, I don't say damaging. I mean, if you're not hurting anyone physically, but now we're talking about the emotional implications. I always say a mega church could be offensive to an atheist. At this point, everything is offensive to somebody. I mean, right. but where does it where does it begin? Where does it end? I search for it. Because those are the most interesting days. That's the most interesting comedy. That's the most interesting movie. Yeah, yeah. Right? No, fuck no, this. Right. What's yeah. going on? Hey, Chris Rock, I, I, you know, so like you said, some people about him just taking it up and being a hero or whatever. I won't necessarily call him a hero, but I will say very professional. He he handled himself. Not a hero. He, he kept himself at a professional level. And he moved on. You could tell he was in shock by his response, but he still went on to be a professional. In the end of it all, Will, if they going to do something to him, don't take his Oscar. I actually watched the movie. Very good movie. <laughs> but ban him. Ban him. Give him some time out. Just, I mean, it's Hollywood kids. It's millionaires. Slap boxing. Come on. Have you ever... He wouldn't have slapped 50 Cent. He didn't go after August Alsina. He didn't go after he's somebody that knew probably would have kicked us behind. Well, he's and two he times as bad as Rock, too. I mean, so. Chris Rock is my size. <laughs> All right. That's another thing we need. Nobody's really pointing out. Would you to really just jump back and this dude twice your size and you know he done had a little bit of some type of training? I mean, he did just literally smack the shit out. I, I'm, I apologize. Sorry. And, ladies, right. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm, so, I'm from a place. A guy hits me. I'm not Jesus. Mm -hmm. I'm not yeah, giving him the other cheek. I'm I'm sorry. So, uh, uh, yeah, what, you attacked me? I, I was just here doing a lame G.I. Jane joke. Now, I did, hey, Will, I did over the years attack you pick on you. You said you were my friend. I know what you did during stand-up. I know what you did at the last Oscars in 16. I know what you did. I got a beef with you, but don't take the fucking Barker lounger. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Have all... you ever lost your mind on stage? Uh, yeah, I've had a mini meltdown, you know, over the years. Oh. I ain't ashamed. Yeah, you know, because sometimes you get tired. You, you're tired. You explain, push, explain push. what Explain what, yeah, what happened besides those. So I caught a, a heckler. He was young. I really wasn't in the mood to do the show that night, but I don't, you know, I push. You push as an entertainer. You don't just cancel because you ain't in the mood. You got to go to work. So I went on in, did the show. Bad vibe and energy in the club. The heckler said a couple things. I went with him for a second, and then I just kind of snapped, like, uh, pretty much fuck you. Oh. Yep, straight direct. Me. You dropped it. You dropped a bit. Like Yeah, I dropped a bit, and I was like, you know, we can really go back to Seven Mile of Ryan. This is where we can go now. Fuck a joke. I, I really, you know, fuck you, you young punk. I, that's a movie. Wait, it got whoa, me whoa, too. whoa, whoa. Yeah. Watch that. We can go back to Seven and Ryan. 
Yeah. Which is where you're from. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. He's from West Philly. Like you, you can't. Yeah. As much as they say you can go to therapy and everything, you can't get rid of what you are. I'm gonna give him that, but dude, once you feel it slipping away, yeah, go with some dignity. Like Sean Penn. Sean Penn used to be people's I, I, asses. You don't have to be an entertainer to have a breakdown. I, I act no, I, but right. punching I'm people not an out. I, I Karen punching people out, going on your wife's podcast and taking the the abuse and being humiliated is beyond what somebody from Seven and Ryan would do. But why even put yourself in that position? I mean, I, I, I remember cursing out the, the 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 leader for the Girl Scouts for my daughter once because she had just pushed me to my limit. Um, and so it happens. But I went back. I had to apologize to her. I apologized to all the kids that were sitting there watching with their mouths hanging open. I mean, people have limits, but you also try to minimize putting yourself in that position. Like, who wants to sit up in an interview and hear about your spouse having an affair with someone? I mean, they, they did the that on, on the red face. carpet. They did that on the red carpet to Smith and Smith. And, and I, I get where Karen coming from because it's pretty much like you're frustrated at a lot of stuff. What'd you say? You're frustrated. <laughs> frustrated. Frustrated. I, I, okay. Flustered. <laughs> flustered. Jesus and frustrated. Christ. We got flustrated. They know how I talk. I'm yeah. di- I got some dying Yo, man, you, I just, you make me just fluck you. <laughs> <laughs> Keep my grammar out your fucking mouth. <laughs> Keep your grammar in your fucking mouth. <laughs> but flustered at a lot of self-induced Stuff, yeah. all the stuff that Chris Rock and any of, because I guarantee you, he mad at at Chris. You'd have had to smack out a million fucking miles come the night after every comedy club across the country. It's a million comics hitting the stage with jokes about this. So you put yourself in these positions, like Karen saying, where you opened up to be scrutinized, yep. and, and he tried to use the defense of. My wife. Well, Will, uh, even though she might not be doing much of shit now, she was a celebrity for a very long time and still a noted celebrity. Can I move this uh, to a place like where I live? Like, reason I was in L.A. is I was a New York Times reporter. I wrote about L.A. So L.A. came to me. I was New York Times motorcycle riding with Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Mm-hmm. Having drinks with Sean Penn. You know, the governor calls you back. You get to go to the Vanity Fair party. Because I, I, you know, I worked for Vanity Fair too. And you get caught up in that. So I, you know, I, I look at Manhattan and I look at Detroit and it's similar. Like you so badly want to be part of the scene that you're too ugly and untalented to be part of. Right, that you bend over backwards. Like I wrote a few things down. Like, uh, like, why isn't Whitmer being criticized for the nursing homes from the media or Snyder and mm-hmm. Flint? Why would they give up on it? Or Gilbert and the mortgages? Or Mary Barra at GM in the ignition switches that uh, she apparently didn't know about? Or Lee Chatfield, the former Republican Speaker of the House who was on perpetual booty call and spending millions and drinking champagne. Why didn't you know that when he was in power? What about Duggan and poisoning the fields and destroying evidence, having emails deleted, but, you know, his girlfriend getting the public money? There's, it, this is in the news. Hillary Clinton and the DNC getting fined for lying about that Steele dossier. 
right? Hunter Biden's laptop, the Trump kids and Kushner's scummy little business dealings. Why, why won't the media look out for us? And my answer to you is because they are, I promise you, they're part of a lunch crowd. They think they're part of it. Oh, yeah. And they're not. And everybody knows it because we can now watch TV. No, that, that, that's real. Just this incident in itself proves that. Like you said, bigger than the Ukraine war. We got people actually fighting to say they home. And this has been the topic of the week. The slap at the Oscars. Now, that's a great... That's a great... Hey, Taurus, shut up, dude, because I am so pissed at you. <laughs> I was going to fucking turn him off, but he's actually in the Ukraine by way of Hamtramck, driving that fucking Hummer around. But I told you, brother, and you told me, yeah, I ain't going to be sitting in this like kind of high-class motel that you're in. We want to fucking see what outside looks like. I'm in the bathtub. Yeah, but... You know, you were just driving around like 45 minutes ago. What happened? I was. The air raid sirens went off. Didn't, you know, it could have been like you could have taped them for us. And by the way, you didn't tell me that air raid sirens going off. Are they going off? They were. Okay. Are they going off now? When they go off, that means stay inside for about 20 minutes. Okay, but it's got to be, you've been in that bathtub for fucking 45 minutes. Get your ass out of that tub, <laughs> be a warrior, and show us what outside looks like right now. I will, but I'd like to add something to what Red just said. Nope. Okay, go ahead. I'm just fucking with you, brother. <laughs> while, while we have this Ukraine controversy going on, let's remember, it's not the first time that Will Smith has slapped somebody. Sure. Uh, not too long ago, he actually slapped. He actually slapped another Ukrainian uh, when uh, he was in Moscow and uh, at uh, a premiere, and uh, nobody nobody did anything about it. It was all quiet. Wow! Listen, if I know something about Slavic people, you slap them, they will kick your ass. So, so, so if Will Smith has an anger problem. I would recommend to him to get on a plane, fly to Warsaw. I'll pick him up at the airport, and he can go to Ukraine and slap as many people as he wants on the other side. <laughs> yeah, then we can. Yeah, right. Then he can play war hero. Listen, yeah, is anybody right. in the U? Then, then he can get mad. Taurus, motherfucker! I'm going to be muting you again. A question to you: Is anybody yeah. in? I'm assuming you're in Western Ukraine. I want to give you your location because obviously. The Russians can fucking triangulate people. Yes. And that's no joke. Is anybody talking about Will Smith and Chris Rock? No. Oh, fucking right. Yeah. Let's get real, people. Come on. Let's let's get back yeah, to what, the, too much time what, what we need to fix in the world. Okay, Taurus, what's going on? G give us a rundown. You know, again, this is Taurus Petros. He's from Hamtramck. Um... Nice and, bathroom, and, though. And he's he shuffling. <laughs> Thank you. And he's shuffling. No, I, I've been sleeping here for three days because for three days nonstop, uh, the air raid sirens go off, and they go off in the middle of the night. So at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, we all have to uh, get up and, and find cover because uh, the air raid sirens go off usually in the middle of the night. Because in the last week, the Russians have penetrated airspace and, and sent cruise missiles into to Western uh, Ukraine? They, 
They have, yes. And uh, Nobody thought that would happen. They thought the Russians would take the eastern portion of the Ukraine, that the new capital would be Lviv, and then all of a sudden it's getting, it's getting hit. This is tremendously well, disturbing. Yes, they, they thought they would take Kiev in three days. That didn't happen. That plan didn't work very well. And all the, uh, all the support coming from America, where is it going? Because it's not getting to the servicemen and women. Uh, and if it was, there wouldn't be Facebook posts or there wouldn't be YouTube videos saying, help us with uh, bulletproof vests, with helmets, uh, with uh, supplies for the army men. Are you, speaking, and, uh, are you speaking directly with them yourself on your travels, yeah. shuttling people? Yeah. So this is yeah, first. And then, and then it's like. Taurus, God damn it. God damn it, dude. I got questions. No monologues. What do they need? Helmets, surface they, air missiles. They, first of all, ever since Yavorin got attacked, they have no training. So you sent somebody, you sent $800 million uh, of support to Ukraine. You sent the javelins, the stingers, but you have nobody there to teach them how to use that. We need American advisors on this equipment. Is that what you're saying? We do, because so, nobody knows how to use the new equipment. So, this becomes a slippery slope. This becomes Vietnam-esque. This becomes Afghanistan in the 80s. Now we're, see, listen, folks. This is our hometown guy telling you stuff that I haven't heard. Well, it gets worse because there's people in near, uh, in the east part of Ukraine and in the west part of Ukraine and when the buildings are getting blown up, it's so bad that they don't have time to bury their loved ones in the cemeteries. And they take over the playgrounds and they bury their loved ones in front of their homes. Or the playground. And you can see that by the crosses, but by the crosses that uh, are in front of those homes. And have the Russians... Even even the, even the Russians, they brought their own crematory with them when they invaded. Really, the crematories are so overworked that they even stay, they stopped working. So the Russians are just they're just piling them up in semi trucks and shipping them to the other side. Wow. Now, have you been asked to perform any services for these front yard burials? Yes. Yesterday. Did you perform it? I will probably tomorrow or the next day after that because. It's not, uh, it might not be safe because, like I said, Rio has been uh, getting attacked nonstop the last three days with the air raid sirens. If it's respectful, man, if it's respectful and you have the permission, can you tape the ceremony? The, the ceremony. I think it's important for the world to see that. Yes. If it is respectful, yes. I will ask the family if I can do that. Okay. And uh, wait, are you actually an Orthodox priest? Uh, yes. Are, like for real or sort of? Because, you know, Hamtramck no. police say you're no. like, I don't know. There's stories about you. You know, you're a Detroit guy. Well, Do you, there's a long story behind. Yeah, like, you know, previous, I, got, I got time uh, for that. False fake news. <laughs> the, the website <laughs> shut down. Certification. Them expired. coppers are lying again. I just, <laughs> <laughs> Terrace is wandering fake around Hamtramck posing as a fucking priest. <laughs> Probably jacking the rectory for the wine. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll get we'll get to that in another time. <laughs> <He's got cheers. laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. Oh, fuck it. But he's there. Priest.com. Yeah, he's a regular guy. Yeah, okay. He's a fake <laughs> priest, but fuck it. He's he got heart, he got soul, he got a hummer, and it's out of his own hey, pocket. Dude. So let me go ahead, Red. I, just a quick question for people that don't know, because I've always wondered. You're in the tub because the air raid sirens went off, right? What does yes. the tub do against a missile hitting the building? Can you break? What's the, the thought behind that? Well, they say that the bathroom is one of the uh, smallest and concrete places. So when we go to bed at night, we surround ourselves with pillows in the bathtub. So that way, if anything uh, starts caving in, uh, we can have cushion around us and safety. So behind you, that is either a radiator or a towel warmer. Which? Towel warmer. Okay. Wait, I don't even have one of those. Right. That's for him to hang his fake vestments on. You don't want that shit. It wrinkle. Uh, I mean, he got that shit from a costume shop. You don't want the colors running. I have Towel warmer. The they got those in Ukraine. I, yeah, I can I got I gotta admit, I never heard of a towel warmer Me either. <laughs> but Karen's got them in her house. You got them in your house, Karen? Charlie. They even have a. They even have a switch where you can regulate it. Mm-hmm. Oh, crispy hey. towel, you know, <laughs> tepid towel. But those also resemble European radiators. They're very thin, very, you know, sleek. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Tell you about Europe, man, and the showers. It's that on-demand electric shower. Oh, yeah, they're awful. I love them. You do? I, I thought they were amazing. Okay. Well, it depends how long you're in the shower and what you're doing, Mark. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the other, the other problem it takes is a while to clean this all much. the military equipment. Clean that junk. <laughs> Sorry, Tars. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, there's a war going on. The other problem is, is of the $800 million in equipment that came to, uh, that Biden sent to uh, Ukraine. Yeah. So they fly, they fly into Poland to a military base not too far from the border. And they just leave it at the border for other Ukrainians uh, to, to come, come get. Uh, take it to further east. And by the time it gets farther east, not all the supplies or equipment is there. Mm. So they start, the drivers start bartering the equipment on the truck to, to make their own money. They're stealing shit. Sounds like Amazon yeah. to me. No, and, no, no, and no, it, no. It's, that's no. on the west side of the, Shut of the, the country. Fuck up. On the east side of the country, the, uh, any humanitarian I'm supply... They take it. Too. They take all that supplies. Fucking Amazon. And they shoot the driver. Up. It's a serious shit. They shoot the driver. Shoot. The equipment's not get where it needs to go. No, I know. It's, it's a big deal. No, I understand. It's like, what it's like a rock. Well, no, the big no, the big deal is Taurus already. Driving. We got it. Fuck this guy. Jeez, we got it. We're talking about it. You hear this? Eight hundred million. We don't got a supply line. You hear what Taurus is saying? Yeah. Taurus, dude, worst. you got to stop drowning us and let us. Soak this up. This isn't Fox News. We call you up, you talk for five minutes, and we get you off. We got to appreciate what you're telling us. One, they don't got that training or the ammo they need. Two, we're dropping it. Guys are picking it up, selling it, getting killed. The, guy, the driver's picking it up. It's, it's not functioning like it, it smells a bit if Taurus is reporting is proper, and that is because this guy will. Get to me two days before you hear it. And it's all true. It's all true. So this smells a bit like we're, it's our withdrawal from Afghanistan. Like we got to get 
tighter here. Is that correct, Deacon? Yeah. Okay. And the other problem is that uh, Biden said that he was going to call 100,000 people uh, as refugees to the United States. But in the last 30 days, only 500 people have came through the Mexican side of the border. What? Okay, so but, where like, are let, me let me stop you here. Okay, we're just, and then I'm going to say goodbye, and then you're going to let me know how the funeral goes. What do you mean only 500 people got to Mexico? That's not how you get refugees to the United States, is have them fly to Mexico and enter illegally. And they are, they are entering through the southern border, as we all know from the program. Right? There, there is no, there, there is a humanitarian parole, but they're not granting anybody yet as of yet. There are refugee programs, but if you go to the embassy, not everybody gets approval to enter even as a refugee. Okay, look, let me, let me, let me, for the people listening, not the people watching, what you're showing us, well, not, it's obviously in Lviv. It's downtown yes. Lviv. The air, the air sirens have gone off, the air raid sirens, and there's not a soul moving. Nope. Not a soul. This is for real. All right. Tars Petros, I'll talk to you tomorrow, man. Thank you for the update. Uh, keep yourself safe, brother. All right. Thank you. That's Tars Petros, uh, the fake priest from Hamtramck. This is serious what shit. A mess. Karen's least Karen. Well, you know, we sending it. They ain't getting it. That's what we're hearing. America's not over there. To, it sounds like the Ukraines have to get some structure on their side when once they receive it, because we're not actually. Well, there. I thought. I thought. That, no, I thought that was the United States. You send it. You supply the structure. Yeah. Well, you were saying there's that fine no, line there. No. 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 I'm take sorry. him off. He's gone. He's he's gone already. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah. Go but that fine line of balance of how much are we in, how much right. are we supporting them. you put feet on the ground over there to do that, now you're technically inserting yourself into the effort. So. Okay, but we've already, now we've just included Poland. We've got Ukrainians coming in. Obviously, the Russians must know this. What is the supply line protocol? What is the protocol? You don't just dump it. Yeah. Here, take it. Bye. See you later. You're not communicating with Zelensky and his, his team? And then too, we don't know how much pressure Russia really have on them. Can they can they actually structure that line to move like it needs to with the amount of pressure Russia is applying? They holding them off, but still, you gotta you know if you you you're defending in one area, you might not have enough manpower in the other area to get your supplies in. So thanks, Red. Red is a military strategist over here. Yeah, play a lot of video games. Fuck he does. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's how it works on the video game. <laughs> Pretty sure real life is like that too. Art imitates life. Yeah, say it again. <laughs> Commander perfect. General here. You know who my avatar is? <laughs> Will fucking Smith. <laughs> in there smacking everybody. Bitch Smith. Bitch Smith. Either that or the fake priest. Get <laughs> a fake priest. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, I, I got to give Taras just all the all all the props in the world. Most deaf, you know. Yes, mm -hmm. God, yeah. He wins something with his life. Yeah, you know, and and, and he's going to show up clean with a nice crispy towel <laughs> and warm. Yeah, warm. Our towels be all nice cold. All right, let's let, let's let's move on to this lab. We, we we're trying to <clears throat> figure out a way to get to the headlines that we don't have anything about, but 
Karen's knowledge is so deep. Mine's a little less deep. But we come up with something. And uh, I want to call it the great Markalepto. Our <laughs> swami, in-house swami. Markalepto. And we, we want to see if Karen can read his mind as he peruses the pages. He has thoughts. Markalepto. Your first mm. clue, please. Trying to read into this here. Hmm. <laughs> I'm starting to read into this. This bit's uh, dead. Are what? you reading what, or you eating want me to a sandwich? <laughs> no, no, no. You do oh. what you do. Sparks right. <laughs> like this. The great. Oh, thinks about his food. I can just get it now. The oh. great Markalepto. Yeah, uh oh. Something I mean. Okay. Kimba, the white lion. Kimba, oh. the white lion. Ah, all right. On that note, uh, a few days ago, Lions reporter uh, is this your uh, guess? Donnie, uh, Danny Rogers, uh, she's a, a Lions reporter on Valley Sports, posted a picture uh, with several uh, monochromatic representatives saying that, you know, these were the people that have been working hard to bring Detroit uh, the news about the NFL draft being landed here. Uh, and, I, you know, she's got a lot of flack and I can. What does monochromatic <laughs> mean? You mean they're all gray? Yeah, they were all white. There, oh, were, there were no say so. people you're, of color safe in here. that picture. And she said, this is our media PR team that's worked so hard. And people were saying, like, wait, you guys don't have any black people anywhere around. Um, and so, you know, I posted it on my page. We had a lot of conversation back, including from some reporters uh, at black reporters that cover the Lions, but whose media outlets did not send them to Florida. So, you know, it kind of reminded me of Rocket Mortgage all over again, where they twice did a representation of Detroit that did not have any inclusion or representation of black people. Where did the melanin at? At, at where the melanin at? <laughs> where the melanin at? <laughs> was it wasn't there? Um, and so I kind of you know somebody said, well, their director of communications is black. Well, he's a manager, um, but you know position doesn't always equal power. A lot of times people are just seat fillers. Okay. They didn't even have the proverbial intern in the picture. Do you feel? <laughs> now listen, you two, just just keep it tight here. Do you feel this whole couple of years of inclusion, the Oscars when? Three Southeast Asians are winning it, and and Will Smith is winning Best Act. Do you feel that this whole inclusion movement is just a PR game? Yes. Or is it really changes going on? No, it's not. You think back when the George Floyd issue was all over the news, every organization, entity, corporation, and company scrambled to create and issue a commitment statement. And then what? Nothing. Now every organization has a black diversity officer, chief diversity officer. And what difference does that make? It's not making any difference because the position does not equate to power or influence. It's Let just me say this. For show. Okay, listen. Listen. I saw that picture. I know people in that picture. Mm -hmm. They're good people. No issue there. No issue with it. Earn your spot. But you're supposed to be finding other people to earn their spots. What's the lines? 70% black? Yeah. And then nobody in the PR department or in the media that's black. And if all that diversity is a PR thing, you might want to have them in a PR picture. 
Or don't, or that's the thing. People have to understand if you're in communications, you understand the importance and the impact of optics. If that were the case and you couldn't find, you couldn't even go borrow the waiter to put him in the picture and make him pretend like he was part of the team. I mean, then don't do it. Okay. Yeah. So th see there, Mark Alepto? Yes. Karen knows all. Next, please. Mm. <laughs> I was going to add something. Well, you're not going to add Too bad. It's I'm my sick turn. of your abuse. It's my turn. Turn his mic off. <laughs> Pizza, 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 pizza. pizza. Oh, how about tickets, tickets? tickets? Um, ah. Nancy Caffer did a great story uh, about the uh, Illich or Olympia group issuing parking tickets on a lot that could not be proved if they owned for their customers, uh, as well as I found out after talking to somebody within the organization to their employees. So, you know, it, it's, make that it's, clear I, because I don't understand want, what, what, what happened? Well, that they're issuing the tickets to people who are parking in this lot, but one, do they have the ability, the autonomy or the ability to enforce uh, after issuing the tickets, that question is so no. Hold on, However, hold on. one interesting thing that I got yeah. was that the employees who received the tickets do pay those tickets. So wait yeah. a minute, wait a minute, hold on. Because we got to listen. Hold we, on, hold the fuck on a minute. Seriously. So the people that got all this public money, own the Red Wings, own the Tigers, and all the parking lots are issuing parking tickets. A private company is issuing parking tickets in their parking lots, and it might be disputed if it's their parking lots. That's correct. They said that uh, they, it was believed that they had purchased it. However, um, the lot did not resemble the other lots that they knew are that they know are owned um, by Olympia. You know, wait, it wasn't roped off. Wait. It wasn't clean. Okay, okay, you know, okay, okay. Make it simple. It could be okay. It was. It wasn't. No, no. Listen. Lot. So here's the question: Why don't they rope their lots off? Or have somebody working the lot to take the parking money. This is the oldest hustle in Detroit. It's yeah. a vacant lot, and there's a dude. He got he got an orange vest and an orange say. flag. Yeah. He waves it. You give him twenty bucks. If they're your lots, why why aren't they why aren't they looking after their lots, Karen? Well, that's a good question. But the thing about it is, maybe they, it's a, a new acquisition. But they don't have the ability or the authority. Um, to issue a parking ticket. So they're I mean, hoping. Unless they have a relationship with the city that we don't know about. So they're again, hoping. The interesting thing is that when the employees got the tickets, they are paying the tickets. It seems that residents that have gotten tickets have not. The question is, where does the money go? And is that some form of um, kind of a threat or fear when employees get the tickets because they know that they have their license plate number? And if they okay. don't pay the ticket, is there is there retribution for not doing so? Okay, man, like, you can have all the time in the world, but you don't got to get it all out at once. Questions. Questions. Who pays these things? Is this a way to chisel, like, unknowing people? Like, no, why would you pay it? I would, why would you be issuing? The thing about it is, is that parking is so flawed downtown. There are no people. If somebody is actually coming downtown, you probably want to make it convenient and affordable for them to do so. All right. Well, next. a lot of people will pay it because it's a nuisance, right? You get this thing, you don't know what it is. Just pay it if you can afford to, but most people can't. So they're just tricking people to pay a parking you ticket. Got you don't have to pay. Why'd you just tow my fucking car that's in your lot? Hell, I ain't paid the two tickets I owe Detroit now. What the hell am I going <laughs> to pay Little Caesars for? <laughs> and your pizza sucks now. 
Next one. Well, <laughs> one last thing is that the the person that's the director of vice president of parking, if there are any implications, he may take the fall for this because it's now a question of whether or not he was authorized to even do this. Nobody take a fall in the Duggan administration. Not in Duggan administration. This is in the Illich or the Olympia uh, Illich oh, That's not administration. That's a cutthroat corporation. Right. <laughs> oh, what did I say? I said administration. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think politics. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, ooh, that makes me feel. Well, maybe that was a Freudian slip. Mm. <laughs> the great Marco Lepto. Starting to fall asleep. Oh, sorry. Um, okay, here's the next one. Hello, good bee. Hmm. Hello, a good bee. Ralph Gabby has withdrawn Parents his amazing. for the congressional <laughs> seat in the 13th district. Um, and and to that, I say he kept his word. Uh, there was a meeting called uh, by Wayne County Executive um, Warren Evans of all the candidates. They interviewed him. And it was supposed to be if they this group didn't endorse you, you were going to drop out. Well, so far, he's the only one that he was not endorsed that did drop out because the whole purpose was to make sure that the vote wasn't split. So, who got, well, who got endorsed? I'm sorry. Who got endorsed by this group? Adam, they, this group endorsed Adam Olier. Adam Olier. Mm-hmm. Adam Olier. Hmm. <laughs> right. A non fat butter. Adam Olier. Okay. Well, let me read into this. This yeah, is what do. I this is what I think. A poll was done. And who's at the top of the poll? John Conyers. John the third. The third. I'm thinking everybody in the district. Is thinking it's John Conyers, the 50-year yep. congressman who's dead. It's a name. John yeah. Conyers III wasn't even in the race. He's living in California. Now he's in. Oh, what? Ralph Godby, when I looked at this poll, had the most negative points. Oh, man. You know, you look at him positively, you look at him negatively. He, he ranked high, top four, but he had the most negative thoughts. So- Makes sense. Ralph is a smart guy. Right. No need to go through that. He's also a guy of his word. He's also owned Fuck up. Fuck it, I ain't winning this. Yeah. Hasn't he owned up to his errors? Yeah, but, yeah, well, you know, he, he but has, still, but yeah. it didn't work. Sure. Didn't work. People actually know Ralph Gobby. Nobody knows Adam Olier. No. Nobody knows John Conyers III. No. They don't know these people. They don't know Shri Tandahar. Well. They don't know him. You know one thing about him. But Ralph's been a, a servant, so... I know he would have been a good public servant. Again, I wish him well. But that speaks something, Charlie, because, you know, people know that this is a very crowded race. And at some point, people have to pull back and assess, are they going to do more good or more damage by remaining in the race? And for him to make that assessment and withdraw has to be applauded for whatever reason. Uh, Quick speculation. Who you see in the 13th Mm -hmm. for running right now? Nope, I don't do that because I don't ever want it to be misconstrued as an endorsement. I turned down five candidates to participate. I don't do that because I want my voice to always be objective. And so at this point, especially, you know, we haven't even gotten into the primary. Nope, not no comment. Look at that, right? That's the great Karnak. The know-all, see-all, speak no evil. That's right. <laughs> uh, narcolepto. Yes. Another Envelope, please. Mm. Mm. Q is for quagmire. Q is for 
Q-Line. That's what it is. That has now recently <laughs> announced that they will now be offering free rides extended throughout the end of the year. So I made a couple calls from folks that are close to the uh, situation and the organization found out, you know, the, the traditional or standard response was that ridership took a 40 percent uh, hit during COVID and shut down. And the goal is to rebuild uh, ridership. But the reality is, is that ridership was never there and offering free rides, uh, especially at a time when there's no population downtown, doesn't do anything to validate the value of a train that to nowhere. Um, also heard that, you know, Roger Pinsky's tired of his involvement in it and may want to back out. He's aging, uh, but that they also have to convince Mike Duggan that this is a, a valuable asset for the city of Detroit, possibly for the city to take it over at some point. Oh, now, Karenak, great Karenak. I know a little something about this too. Number one, the queue line was free when they opened it in 17. And then by Mid-2019, when they started actually charging for it, yeah. the ridership dropped 70%. Of course. So then COVID comes and it drops another 40%, so which is negative 10%. Right. <laughs> that means they don't even got fucking trolley drivers on yeah, this The drive right is all automated. Number two, I know this. Everybody seems to forget. I, when I was looking into TCF Field Hospital, right, during COVID, and it evaporated. Right. Quietly... $30 million got shuffled over there in this COVID money from Whitmer and Duggan. Huh. Also on this deal was $15 million plus another $1 million in COVID bucks for the queue line. Mm -hmm. So it takes $7 million a year to run it. You got $16 million. You don't need to charge anybody. This is bullshit. Sleight of hand. Moving money around. Right. Doing, doing something for the community. For a failed project that everybody was warned in the first place was never going to work. And last bit, they've been trying for the last couple of election cycles to dump this albatross on the homeowners in the tri-county region oh. on your property taxes. Everybody said the Q-Line wasn't going to work. Dan Gilbert pushed for it. Penske pushed for it. Duggan pushed for it. Karen, you were there as the basically number two deputy mayor of this town when this thing first got pushed. What did you think of the validity of this public-private works project then? Well, my contribution to the discussion around the table was why are we duplicating two already failed routes? Wow. Um, you know, SMART was struggling. DDOT was struggling. This did not, you know, we kept talking about regional transportation, but this is what, 2.1 miles, almost same thing like a street level people mover. And I just did not understand it. Um, there were delegations that were put together, sent to cities around the country to determine whether or not it should go in the middle of the street or whether it should go, you know, next to the curb. And I was like, what, what are we doing? Like, you know, we, this, this, this could be reinvested into something that would strengthen the existing systems and make them more efficient um, as, as opposed to creating another, another line of competition, failed competition. Karen's a fuck of a journalist. Wow. She really is. And she's a really good Karenak. She's a Karenak. <laughs> when you said the Q line, I... Yeah, you drop it and she knows. I thought Q, I was thinking Quagmire from Family Guy. Giggity, 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 giggity. <laughs> so, never would have got that. Now, let's put all this together. Let's look at this. The Lions. Ford family. Pizza Pizza. The Illich family. The Q line. 
Gilbert. All of this development in downtown, the taxes get captured, right? That's supposed to go to schools and the public library. Mm -hmm. So we siphon from them to give to them. We receive very little back. And now you... Listen to me, Detroit. Uh, I know if you need to drop out Ukraine or San Antonio, uh, hello, Atlanta. We Alabama know, in the house. Alabama's listening. Love you, man. But the point being, look out for your own. This this TIF, tax incremental, what's it called, Karen? Tax incremental financing. Something. I this, don't remember, Charlie. This I don't know. This taken... The small business owners oh, yes. downtown, they, they say your property values are going up because it's developments planned. So they raise all the little business people, their taxes to pay for this shit. It's supposed to be going to schools and libraries and it's not. And now they want to come dump it on Oakland, Macomb and Wayne County. I'm not fucking buying it. No, I've been fighting this forever and I'm, you know, it's kind of nice this last week. I, I did a, sort of right-wing radio program about the catastrophically injured losing their a lot of their medical coverage. And at the end of the show, said W-O-D, good dude. He goes, we don't see eye to eye on a lot of things. And I said, we're not supposed to. Nobody on earth sees everything the same. But it's really healthy and cool when we can come together and know that our people are being fucked over. Right, our vulnerable, our children, our elderly. It's got to do with the Republicans. It's got to do with the Democrats, and it's got to do with these money grubbing oligarchs. Yes, and that is the problem. And the great Karnak. I know everybody calls Karnak for the quote, but what you should be doing now is following what Karen just did. These are the local, important, regional stories for us that we on the No Bullshit News Hour and the great Swami, Narcolepto, Markolepto, which is wake up. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we want to cover. He's got, he's got the itis. He's been eating too much. But Scott reminded <laughs> us that it is tax increment financing. Yeah. And Mark asked about another question too. Whatever happened to the soccer stadium that was supposed to be uh, downtown? Remember that? Yeah. yeah. It was a hustle. World-class yeah. soccer coming to Detroit. It was a hustle. Everything is, Charlie. And we belong. When, when do people begin to realize that it is? I mean, they're talking about a development across, you know, from the city dump. Now they're going to, you know, they cart out, you know, a couple of black developers for building that the Illage zone to say, hey, you know, we've got black developers creating opportunity in this city. Come on, guys. Stop. Like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we get, this, we get this big uh, infrastructure package in Michigan. But, Press release, bipartisan. It was all fucking Biden money. It's yep. one trillion from the, um, one billion from the, what is that? The infrastructure bill and three billion from the COVID shit. It's like, this is nonsense. Of course it's bipartisan. You can just throw money around. Right. It ain't like you had to stress with where the money coming from. Exactly. And it's just, but like I said yesterday, it, it comes down to uh, management, Execution, you know, accountability 
or we'll be having these same conversations four years from now. This is convenient in an election year, like to say, hey, and it, and it looks good. It makes for great headlines. But what's the reality? I mean, Benton Harbor and Flint are still talking about clean water. We're talking about water affordability here in the city of Detroit. The rates are going up in July. You know, the governor dangles his four hundred dollar oh. check in front of your <laughs> car insurance, <laughs> but your car insurance is going up too. like which, look at which, both sides of everything, which reminds me um the no bullshit news hour chief meteorologist James Harvey <laughs> predicted to you last week that you know with the warming front follows winds he said light winds we light had wind. we had some steady wind <laughs> and he says that means massive power outages yep. all across Michigan so what happened yesterday just in metro detroit just for dte 150,000 people without fucking power you yep. are the most accurate weatherman. Thank you. Look at Red. Also, the great... <laughs> the great Reddini. Reddini. <laughs> Karenak, Reddini, and Mark Alepto. If any of the major news weather channels want some uh, advice and tips, holler at me. I'll use my Red Doppler 8000. <laughs> red Doppler. <laughs> and uh, we'll get you together. Uh, so how we want to go out here? You want to play that? Uh, play the, put the blooper online. What do you think? Well, I was going to play it after the the end, but that's okay. Whatever. Okay, well, we're, so we're going to say, Karen, nice job. Really nice job. Thank you, Cheryl. I know you worked hard. She worked, look at that. She did like. She did, yeah. She did yeah. three full newspaper stories right there. Giggity, I giggity, hard, giggity, giggity, giggity. I took the phone and called. I, I had about four conversations. It took me less than 30 minutes. Karen, Karen, <laughs> Karen, 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 hold on a second. Don't say that. Wait, are we off the air? Karen, never let the public know how easy it is to actually keep track of shit. I, 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 took, I took all the past week and worked hard every day. There you yes, go. that's what I did. She sure did. Now, listen, we tried to make the news interesting. You find Will Smith interesting. You know the, the batting statistics for Javier Baez. You know how many hits Miguel Cabrera needs. Politics are interesting and fun, too, and they really affect your life. Involve yourself a little bit. Mean something to your children. Right on? Amen. Amen. All right. This is no BS new hour news hour saying, you know, if you can't love, don't don't hit. If at all possible. Love y'all. And happy birthday to me. Deuces. Take a fall down those stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Karen, clean up the office. I am. What's going on? She's looking like me. She's got a nasty ass office. She's wearing the same shit she was wearing it's for junky, the three straight. It's clean. I just got a lot going on, Charlie. I have a lot going on. Were you wearing that sweatshirt yesterday? No, I wasn't. You like this though? Look. Not for sale. Why does everybody in this town respect Karen like they do? She's qualified, She's respectable, nice. smart. honest. Smart. Smart. Hasn't slapped anybody recently. And don't like take this. no Keep shit. Keep going, guys. I like this. <laughs> not that we've caught on tape. She don't take no shit. There you go, yeah. She's elegant, personable, humane. Have a towel warmer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Charlie. Oh, oh, my, God. God. oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Like, this guy's like a spy. This motherfucker's KGB. I'm starting to see how he's surviving in Ukraine. <laughs> yes, Taurus. Yeah, go ahead. I said, Charlie, when's the last time you slapped somebody? When's the last time I socked somebody? 
shit. <laughs> gonna be you in a minute, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, watch your step. No, brother, I mean this really and truly, you know, all jokes aside, you watch your step, watch your back, and thanks for doing God's work, whether you're ordained or not. Peace, everybody. So where are we at now in the process? Just to stand up, to say what we just did. Just what we just did. But now it's a wider shot. A little bit of me and a little bit more of you. Okay. Right. Yeah, and if those braids were any tighter, your eyebrows fucking, should I just do it from there? Yeah, and if your braids were any tighter, your eyebrows would be covering the balls. Okay, three, two, one. Will Smith running around here smoking. <laughs> What's wrong with your hair? Okay. <laughs> Charlie going full nightclub mode. Keep my hair out of your fucking mouth. So, but you're gonna miss it. So you gotta be here. Okay. You're walking from there. Come from here. Nope, nope. No, no. That's you gotta deliver from there. Otherwise, okay. it's not. Okay. So gonna... just come in. Okay. So watch me. And you walk in and be like, whack. Oh, okay. Like a, sti- a side step. Okay. 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 Right. Okay. 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 Right. You ain't gonna see shit. Okay. And it's so do it. It's one take because I ain't taking two fucking punches. Wait, I'm gonna fall. So I don't know what we do with that. He just knocked me out of frame? Yeah, I mean. Keep my hair out of your fucking mouth. And one more not rehearse, like just, oh, say it fast. Keep my hair out of your fucking mouth. Oh, dude. When I, when I put this up, that's your cue, okay? Dude, I said fucking hit, hit. Okay, all right. Like, go ahead, I can take a hit. I mean, okay, I'm... I can, I, I can, I can take a I'm hit. trying to act here instead of... No, I can... Like you're acting. I, I, I can, did it, okay. Yeah, I can take a hit. Just go ahead okay. and do it, all right? Dude, that's bullshit. They do it. Okay, okay. I'm telling all you right. to do it, so do it. Okay, all right, all right, all right. If I'm all gonna... Right. If we're gonna... <laughs> I, I wanna hear it. Keep my hair out of your fucking mouth.